Yeah, you're, you're, you're on. Just, just hit it, you know. There you go. All right. So we're excited. Some of you guys have submitted your questions um, ahead of time. Some people just threw some in just now. So we'll, we'll get to those um, as we go. So uh, just want to have our panel kind of introduced. So I know you've been here before, but just tell us a little bit more about your brother. How's everyone doing? My name is Aaron St. Louis. Um, I live in Massachusetts, but I work in uh, East Hartford, so I'm right around the corner from y'all. Um, I am 26 years old. I like poetry, if you guys couldn't guess, and um, I'm single. All right. Does anybody in here that, you know? Uh, I don't rush them all at once, but you know, you know. Dear God. <laughs> Britt, would you introduce yourself a little bit? I mean, I, we, I feel like we don't hear enough from you, so. Go sure. Ahead. Um, Lady Brittany, um, graduated from UHart. UHart's the best. Woo! Uh, graduated from UHart. Currently still studying. Um, what school are you in? Rector School. What am I? Barney School of Business. Bar I'm from ENHP, but now I'm Barney, so switched over. Mm. But um, on top, on side of that, uh, work full time and wife to Pastor Gary, which is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and <laughs> two of my boys, Ben and Luke, who are not here tonight. So. Got a little break tonight, but yeah, I'm happy. I'm excited. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Breaks are really good. Um, I don't think good is even like the really word, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So you guys know me, so um, I'm not gonna do all of that. Um, so let's let's get started. So um, if you have, yo, Caleb is dope. Can we just put up Caleb right now? We just shout out Caleb. I mean, the brother just like we was out in. The, I think we were at the mix. And he was just happened to sit next to the computer, and I was like, I think God's calling you to that, because um, you're already sitting next to it. And, I mean, it's, it'd be there. I'd be like, come on. And I know Taja happy, so she don't have to do, like, three jobs at once. <laughs> Amen. So we're going we're gonna to dive into it. If you have a, a question while we're talking, um, please use the text first, because that will it, will it will directly come to my phone. Now, that will not be confidential. I will see who you are. All right. <laughs> Uh, but, 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 but only me, <laughs> but I mean, but if you want to ask it confidential, be sure to use the form, okay? And then we still will get a notification. It will take me longer. I'll have to go back and look, but all right. So we're just going to go down the list first, um, and we'll answer these questions. So I'm just going to take them in the order in which they come. If it feels like we've answered it already, um, we'll skip it, but trust us. Would you trust us with that? Okay, so if you don't hear your question called out, but you hear one that sounds like your question, we'll probably answer it when we answer the other one, okay? Amen. All right, and if you're, if you're like super brave, you know, just raise your hand, you know, and we'll get you a mic and you can just say it, all right? So the first question on tonight, uh, I don't say on tonight, I didn't mean to say that, that was absolute, uh, that was an absolute slip of the mouth because on tonight, there was already a preposition in the word tonight. Um, I'm sorry for all of my English majors. <laughs> Tonight, the first question is this. Um, I saw a tweet that, re that read, uh, if you, there's actually three of them, so we don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm all like, <laughs> and I, you know, I try to be conservative. All right, sorry, and put it in a small font. All right, here we go. Um, if, you are, if you aren't dating for marriage, then you're dating for heartbreak. So that's what the tweet read. That was like the, the tweetable. Um, so I thought, if, you're, if you are in a season in your life where a serious relationship isn't the most ideal situation for you, is it possible to date without the long-term lens on while you're still growing as an individual? Um, 
Aaron, why don't you take that one tonight? I mean, I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Sure. I actually saw this tweet today as well. Um, um, I won't, I can't say that it's not possible because um, literally anything's possible with God. I think everybody knows that. But it, it does make it very, very difficult, especially when um, you're in that development age where you don't even know who you're going to be um, two weeks from now, a month from now, a year from now. So your life can completely shift and then you could definitely end up in heartbreak like the tweet said. But on the flip side of that, um, sometimes I, I believe the, the search for love is different from, for everybody. Um, sometimes God like will literally send a dove to you saying, hey, this is your wife, this is your husband. And sometimes you kind of just have to figure it out for yourself. And um, so if, if you do believe God has told you that this person is for you and like you hear God, you know God, you understand God, and it's not just this little flutter in your heart, it is possible to date um, even though you're still in that development season. I think um, God will definitely always give you a vision. It might not be the clearest, but you'll have some sort of uh, understanding for where he wants you to be in uh, the next season, especially with a, another individual. Everybody knows that life is complicated with yourself, but adding on another individual probably just more, more than doubles the complications. But if God is embedded in it, even if you can't see fully, it, it is possible. But me personally, I wouldn't recommend it. Thank you. <laughs> Britt, you want to add anything to that before you move on to the next one? I think definitely he hit it right on the head because when I saw that earlier, I think today or yesterday, I thought of the same thing. I think um, I would say to the person who phrased this question, I would say kind of what would be the reason for dating if you're not looking to marry. Um, I guess they call it arm candy. Do you Is that what you're looking for, to go out um, and have somebody on your arm just to look good? Um, this is social media age, so that's what everybody's trying to do. Um, so I, I've seen it. You on one weekend, you off the next, and then they out the door. So it's kind of what are you looking to do? And I would think more so, make sure you're whole. Make sure you're your own person first. Um, just like he said, that that was like the main thing. Make sure you're your own person. Um, sometimes a lot of the time you you bring half of you, and you need to be bringing a hundred of you. But that other person also should be bringing a hundred of them. So right now, just like Aaron said, if you're still developing and learning yourself, take that time uh, before you bring somebody else in, and you're not full. Thank you. So the, there's another question that it's a good follow-up to this one. It says, do you have to date with the intention to marry? And I would say yes. If you're going to be Christian, there's really no point to dating other than companionship um, if you're not seeking to be married. Like we, we don't date for thrills and, and, and you know, giggles and, oh, it's a good time. We, we date to find somebody who God is using to better our purpose, um, to bring together. Like I always say, they always said, if you... If there's not something that you can do together better than you could do apart, why are you married? Right? Like, so, like, you know, like, why even consider marrying a person whose path you're not sure of if you don't know where you're going? So, in, in, intention in dating for Christians is super important because the person that you're dating is going to either make or break what God is calling you to do. Um, if you date someone who is out of, out of the pocket in terms of what you're trying to do, it's just going to be frustrating. I mean, it's just going to be annoying, like, when they just, like, you're trying to serve God, you're trying to do this particular calling, and that person is pushing back against that. If you guys are not on the same accord and you're dating with intention to onlook to marriage, and I think the intention of marriage helps you shape who you're going to pick, right? Because, like, if not, it's like, if I'm not going to marry you, then it doesn't really matter if I date you. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, because you're, if you're, I have no intention for you to be here after a while. But like, knowing that marriage is the focus gives you way more clarity as you choose, you know, to pick people. It's, it's almost like this. It's like, don't give any more people, don't give a person more mar- money, don't let a person borrow more money than you want to give them. It's almost like that with your relationship. Like, don't, don't, don't date someone unless you intend to marry them. Like, if, that's, if they're not marriage quality, they shouldn't be dating quality. And I know that might, you know, rub us the wrong way, but I remember Brittany asked me when, um, when I, we were like 17 or 18. It was like October, it was like, no, January 29th, like, like 12 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I think we should try again. And Brittany comes back, well, I don't, I don't try. I was like, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> She's a thug. Right, straight up. <laughs> and she was like, I'm dating with the intention to marry. And that phone was silent for about an hour. Because I was showing up with something that's like, marriage, okay, all right, all right. I'm 18, all right, all right. I'm not really ready for that tomorrow or nothing like that. Um, still real young. Uh, <clears throat> and I, I just sat there. She sat there with me. She was like, you don't got to answer tonight. And I was just like... Um, but, you know, I'm trying to get booed up, you know, so let me think, you know, just give me some time to think. And, and, and here we are. <laughs> We're married. Um, but, you know, she made it very clear from the jump. And, and, and she made me think about what I was ready to do or not. So, ladies, you got some power. You know, tell them, hey, I'm not in here to just be going and whining and dining. Like, you, you ready for this marriage? Because that's where I'm headed. If you're not going there, then, then, then you know, go ahead and catch the next bus. You know? All right, cool. That, that's okay. D- do you want any more of that fleshed out, or? All right, sweet. All right, let's look at the next thing. It says, "What what questions should Christian couples ask each other in regard to faith in order to get to know one another?" I, and I'm guessing like this is turn like the talking season. You know, y'all know what that is. Talk, y'all ain't dating yet. We y'all talking. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it'd be like that. It'd be like that. Some of y'all be talking to too many people, but you know. Anybody want to take that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Anybody break one there? Anybody? I'll let y'all go first. Um, well, I think we're going from the yeah, like what should, court should be talking or about just... Uh, I don't want to ask, but yeah, I mean, so... Yeah, just regarding, like, getting to know each other, you know? Pretty much, um, I think one of the fundamental things is based off your beliefs, you obviously want to make sure that you're equally yoked. So the first question you're going to say is... Um, you know, what are your religious background? What is your religious background? Um, did you grow up at church? Did you, you know, what was your family structure about that? You know, what were your beliefs? Um, do you believe in God? Um, obviously, we're all in here. I believe we believe in God. So I'm going to go off that viewpoint. Um, ask her, do they believe in God? Okay, you believe in God. I've, I've met some people who they believe in God, but um, they're still working some things out. Okay. And then you have some people who are full on that. They agree with you that, yeah, that's where I'm headed. Because as you're asking those questions of um, their faith, and you're getting to know them, down the line, if you continue to, if this turns into something serious, you, you want to have that already settled first. I believe you want to already have that settled because eventually you possibly may marry them. Right. And then that goes on to, okay, now what are we doing together? We're worshiping together now. So you want to make sure that's fundamental. Then it spreads on to your children and what's going to happen with them. Is our family all, obviously, you know, you want the head of your home to be. Covering. Belie- yeah, exactly, yeah. covered. And then it brings that de- the rest of the family should follow suit. So I would say that you want to make sure that you're on the same, 
even playing field with those. Yeah, yeah. I'll piggyback and just say with that, you know, especially when you're getting to know each other, talk about everything you would talk about generally. Like, you know, like I think friendship is, is the key to successful marriages. So like get to know the person, you know what I mean? Ask them what their favorite color is, you know, like all of the regular stuff. But faith needs to be a, a major part of the conversation because there's another question where we'll roll into that. It's about being unequally yoked. But when you're getting to know each other, one of the things that Christians forget to talk about, I think a lot of times is, is uh, S-E-X, they're little kids. Um, you know, so if you can spell, I just said the word. Um, you talk about that. You need to because y'all need to be on the same page about that. You know, like you need to be like, yo, I'm waiting until you put a ring on my finger at the altar. <laughs> right, because some of us be jumping your gun in the engagement, you know. That's not when you get, no, no, sorry. Uh, when you say I do, that's when, I'm, that's when you'll get some more of this, you know what I mean? That, that, that's the idea. And I think, I, we don't, and we don't have these conversations. You need to talk about what is this person like, what, is they, what are their dislikes. But before you do all of that, I feel like you need to get to know yourself. Like, I think we go into relationships super premature, and we haven't even figured out who we are yet. And so, like, I would say the first thing you do is get to know God. Then, you know, once you know him, you know your, you can know, you can know yourself. Like, all your flaws or your baggage and everything. And be like, yo, this is really me, the whole picture of it. And then, you know, get to know yourself. And then get to know other people. And, and don't compromise on, on what you like and what you don't like. Because, like, anything that you hate when you're dating, you're going to hate more when you get married. So iron that kind of stuff out. Be real with people. Um, you want to add anything to it, bro? Or, Britton, sorry. Um, it's probably more, um, long, it's probably seen more around people my age, but, sure. um, a lot of people, trying to say, Yo? <laughs> I'm only 30, bro. <laughs> Happy belated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but probably people, well, a little, a little longer, younger than y'all, as well as people, uh, y'all age, um, where people have a uh, religious basis, but they also have uh, random, random sprinklings of spirituality from different stuff. And um, that's, that's seen so frequently um, that it's kind of it's troubling, like people um, talking to the universe and um, making vibes. sure. <laughs> vibes. Vibes, energies, um, being so um, cracked down on your um, what sign you are and things of that nature. Burning Cause, sage. Because there, there, there are Christians, people who believe in Jesus, who also tag on that stuff into their beliefs as well. And that can become um, uh, very, very uh, shaky grounds for you to uh, uh, be established on. Because on top of um, knowing God, you have to have a relationship with him. So somebody could say, oh, I'm a Christian, but you guys aren't linking that much. Just because you actually hear from God, they're just still trying to figure it out. Because mm. um, I... I don't know if this is, is uh, scripturally based, but I feel like two Christians can be unequally yoked. Absolutely. And um, yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and if I, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, and, and it, are you going to go or not? Right. To figure, <laughs> real quick, um, what Pastor Gary mentioned about sex, I, wanted, I do want to put out there too, Work. though. Um, <laughs> no. So last night, I'm Jesus, sorry. help us. Um, I do want to piggyback for a second with that. <laughs> when he was saying to, to waiting out until you get married and not just the engagement. But I do want to also just remind us that God is a God of restoration. True. So some right. people have lost their virginity. I'm going to be honest. Some people here have already lost it and they're not married. God can restore that. And if you choose to hold it now until you get married, he can honor that as well. Yeah. So always remember that if you want to jump back on and get on board, he can honor that and you can, you can hold that until it's time. So remember that. Right. 
That's good. That's good. And because that, that, that's, a, that's a question that just came in, actually. So I'll just, we'll just hit it while we're there. Um, you know, it, it, what do you do if you've already started, you know, uh, having sex with a partner, you get saved, and now you want to stop? Um, stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop. Yeah. And it's not easy. But you have the Holy Spirit. So you can stop. The question is, do you want to stop? Right? So stop. Tell that person, I'm saved. And I don't have sex with anyone before I'm married and, and I'm waiting. I'm not celibate. I'm abstinent. So I want to have sex, but I want to have sex with my spouse. And until then, if you're not going to be that, don't let it hit you. You know what I mean? Like, and that, that's just real because you, 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 you don't have enough. You need somebody who's going to be in agreement with you. You need to have that real conversation because you don't have enough oil for two people. Facts. If that person can't respect the boundaries that you're setting forth as a newborn Christian, you saying, I, I want to stop this stuff because it's not helpful to me in my walk with Christ, and they can't get with that, they got to go. I, I, I've counseled a few people over my pastor, and I'm just like, yo, that person is toxic, they need to go. So it, it could be, more, it could even be, you know, it could be more than, it could be more than sex. Like, somebody could be talking to you outside your name, and now you're Christian. You don't have to take that. You're a child of the king. And be like, peace, got to go. You know, and, and so, yes. So, um, if that, if, that, if that comes up and you've already started, you can, you can stop. The, the, the real question is, do you want to stop? Okay. Um, what was that? What one were we talking about? It's like, no, I'm sorry. Before we got on there. Yes, unequally yoked. And yes, so you can be unequally yoked with a Christian. Now, that, that term, we use it very much. And this is not you. This is just the Christianity I'm speaking to. Christianity, we use that term. And that, that term really isn't about marriage. It's, it's best working out is about business deals with, with, with people. Um, like what fellowship does light have with darkness in the sense that, you know, sometimes we be doing shady, underhanded deals with people who don't have a relationship with Jesus, you know. Um, but a better scripture that, that goes better, how can two walk together unless they be agreed, right? Um, and, and some of, you know, the, one, of the, one of the most disturbing or like, the, you know, distracting things in the relationship is when you guys are going two different places. Um, and so that can happen in the, in the Christian homes. So one of you has the level of faith that another person doesn't have. You know, sometimes you got to find somebody who's on your wavelength with faith. Because, like, when you're trying to make moves, they be like, I'm scared. You know, and, and now you're like, man, we just missed the deal. Or, you know, like, you know, um, you need somebody who matches your spiritual wavelength or is willing to come up. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, their faith may not be there, but they're willing to work on faith. Make sense? So, so it's certain things like that that you need to know that that's also can, people can also be unequally yoked. And also, if you got two different types of theology, that might be tough. If one of you believe, like, yo, you need to worship on, on Saturday and the other one says Sunday, y'all might need to just, you know, say I love you and, and you just be a good sister or brother in the Lord. Because if, if neither one of y'all going to give up on that and compromise, then it's really going to be a funny looking home. Like, which kids, what, what, what service the kids going to? <laughs> the Sunday night, the Saturday night service, like, I don't know which one they going to. Because, like, you know, you're going to have that. And so there's a lot of things that can mess up your relationship. Faith is one of them if you don't have. And I like what you were saying. Because I've been reading in... I want to say it's Deuteronomy or Numbers. I, I really can't remember this one off the top of my dome. But it kept saying, like, don't set up any Asherah poles near the altar of the Lord. And I feel like a lot of us do that. Like, we set up our little idols. Like, we got, like, Jesus, but then we got, like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that sprinkled in there. And it's like, no, you can't do, like, bank, uh, the universe is speaking to me while you're like, no, Jesus is my Lord. That doesn't work together. So, like he said, I think beware of that is really good. Another question um, is that um, how do you love God? If you, I, like, I like this one because it, 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 it's not off-brand, but it's definitely 
um, a good one. It's on love. How do you love God if you can't see him? I think, I think that's interesting. Definitely. Uh, anybody want to tackle that or you want me to handle that one? Are y'all good? Yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll do the preamble. You can, you can clean up everything I say. Um, <laughs> uh, I think um, the first step of it is just establishing that faith. It doesn't have to be extremely strong, but you have to come to the understanding that God does exist and he wants to show me that he, that he exists. Um, I know commonly people use the analogy of, oh, you can't see air, but you can still feel it. Um, I think a better thing would be you can't see air, but you can still breathe it in. Ooh. And um, um, as well as God, God is multilingual. He'll speak to you in whatever language you need to, whether it's seeing something, whether it's hearing something. God has the whole universe to, to work with. So if there's something you need to hear, you might get it from your friend. You might get it from a, a building uh, across the street. You might get it from a random idea that pops I'm going to throw this phone at you. And, <laughs> and if, you, if, you, if you pray and you build that, uh, if you establish that relationship, he will honor that relationship. Because, like, people always say, uh, you take a step, you take a step, God will take a step. That's true, but uh, your step and God's step are not equal. <laughs> <laughs> Where's clearance? Your step might be a foot, his step. <laughs> your step might be one foot, his step is a thousand feet. He meets you there. It's, it's about the, the percentage. You give a hundred, he'll give a hundred, but you guys' hundreds are completely different. Bless God. Can we just say. <laughs> the whole universe will speak to you. My sheep know my voice. And they will not follow a stranger's voice. And that's the idea is that when you're in a relationship with Jesus, as you press in to get to know him, he starts to be incredibly familiar to you. He speaks to you ways that you understand. Like there's some ways that God would speak to Brittany that he don't speak to me that way. And that's all right because we are two completely different people. And so God knows how to, how to speak to you. And how do you love him? Because you, 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 you can't, you, well, the beautiful part is like you got to love people first. I think and that, like, that's one of the major things. Jesus says you cannot love him if you don't love people. So if you hate people for no good reason, like, or just hate them at all, you can't even love God, right? But I, I think, like, when you see people, like, you and people reminded through Scripture that people are, like, this image of God, you know, like, and so, like, even sometimes for, like, me, I, like, I know there's a God when I just look at Ben. You know, I'm just like, yo, this is just little perfect dude, like, it got to be something. This ain't, we ain't no little specks in an infinite, you know, in an in infinite universe, like, there's something here, you know what I mean? I think that's you. And you still can get touched. Let's say, come on, Jordan. Pumping up. <laughs> so let's look at this next one. It says, um, if you've been in a relationship for over two years and it ended, what are some ways you can heal? One is time. You know, take, take your time. You know, relationships, they do, they're investments. You know, if you've been in a relationship for two years, that's, a, that's a quite a bit of time. You know, so you need to, you need to take some time and heal. Um, you know, you need to figure out what's hurt. You know? I think sometimes we move on and we don't even know what part of us is really hurting. You know, you need to do some soul searching. Like, oh, what part of me is really hurt? Like, why am I better? You know, I need to be better. Um, and I, we were just talking, you know, with a friend who was going through a tough time. But, um, yeah, you just got to sit sometimes. You just got to lament, you know, grieve over that. And, and then, you know, the scripture says that God 
is near to the brokenhearted. Um, sometimes in the darkest seasons of your life, it seems like God is the farthest. But, I, you know, I feel like preaching to you right now. But, but here's the idea is that in the winter, the sun is actually closer to the earth than it is, than it is during the summer. And so sometimes I think we forget that when you're hurting, parents are closer to kids than when they're sick than when they're not. And so God is like super near to the brokenhearted, and then he heals them in time. I remember there's some wounds that, I, that, I, that I've had that I looked around one day and I was better. You know, you ever, you ever get healed and you didn't even realize like you had a cut or something? You're like, oh man, it closed up. Okay, and so sometimes you just got to live. You know, I think one of the things that is hard after a relationship that's two years or longer is to, to move on, to live again to live without that person, those phone calls that, you know, live. Because sometimes you lose some of yourself and when you're dating people. You're like, what did I do with before they came here? Live? <laughs> like, <laughs> watch Netflix, <laughs> go hang out with your friends, get out the house, go, you know what I mean? You know, process and move on. Anything y'all wanna add to that? No? Oh, oh. You agree, all right, amen. There's agreement tonight. Come on, three and one up here, Jesus is working. Um, so how do you know that you're in love? Okay. Okay, okay. How do you know you're in love? I like that. What is the definition of being in love? I can't answer that one. <laughs> uh, what is love to you? Okay. Um, Bert, you want to answer that? Yeah, talk to me, you know, because you be in love and stuff. With me. Oh, man. I would hope so. Um, <laughs> Where are you at? That's a loaded, gosh, that's a loaded question, and I'm not going to stretch it forever. Um, I'll just take it, I'm going to obviously have to take it from personal experience. Um, with with me and Pastor Gary, I think, um, mm-hmm. I think the time just, at the time, <laughs> I think over time, that love grew. It continues to grow now. It's still growing. Um, but over time, that lo- that liking became to love. Um, you have that. What do they call it? The, the puppy love in the beginning. That's that's bound. I think sometimes yeah, that's, that's bound to happen. I mean, it was puppy um, love, yo. Like, yeah. Like I think he said, "I love you." Like the second night, I was like, "Whoa, whoa hold on, hold on." He hold will on. to this day. No, he will disagree. No, to this day he will she's disagree. Grace, but he I need did. help, yo. Hold on, y'all. That's still telling <laughs> to this, this lie, day. Yo. He will. <laughs> Tasha Didi was at your mom's house one night. But he got he now he gonna disagree, but that's okay. But he did. But he did. <laughs> but no, I think. Um, but no, over time, over time, um, over time, that love, that love grew. Um, uh-huh. It started with us on the phone and getting to know each other. You just and she never just wanted like to get t- off the phone like that, you know. She like you sleep. I'm like yeah, I'm trying to sleep. Man. Like, you would. T- he would leave my house and say, call me before he even drove it out the street and stay on the phone. So that's him. But anyways, but anyways, those type of things that you do and those type of things that you do, but it was never no harm in it. It was obviously, I've, I was looking at some point to marry. So you get to know a person and you get to, it was some things that I never, um, some things that I told him I was looking for, some things I never even told him. And some things I always prayed about before I met him. And I didn't think some of those things I would see. Um, but well, like some what, of those what, things. What you want to say? Uh-huh. I'll save it. Okay, but okay. Um, yeah, some of those things I didn't think like, I would see because. Yeah. <laughs> some of those things I didn't think I would see because of this day and age. Some things you just. Some people have already done certain things. Some people have already been in certain relationships. Oh, you can like, say that. You can say that. Yeah, I just figured out what okay. you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah. So I would say Pastor Gary and I were still, um, we were still virgins at the time. So I didn't, at that time, I prayed that I would find one. 
I didn't think I, I really didn't think I would. Um, a lot of people our age already had sex already. When I found out that about him, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> kind of caught me off. I was like, okay. See, guys? Um, he had went to church, and he was a virgin. And I wasn't, I'm not listening to this to say everything was perfect, but it was a lot of the big things that I saw with him. Um, I found out that he, you know, was a great family guy. He loved family. He loved church. He liked to hang out. He wasn't just churchy. Um, my, my cousin Grace will attest to that because they went yeah, to school together. About me. And I was like, please don't let him be so churchy. Please, because I'll tell y'all, I'll listen to R.B. in a car in a minute. I like hip hop. I like a lot of stuff. So I was like, please don't let him just listen to church all day. And we had MySpace back then. So his MySpace kind of had, I was like, all right, I hope his page is not so churchy and holy. So, but it wasn't. He was kind of, he had that mix of like, he had, his, he had his things that were like, I'm not changing them. And the things that he weren't changing was fine because I wanted that same stuff. But he was also willing to just, he was laid back and relaxed. So over, some of those things were like, all right, Lord. He started showing me and I was able to be comfortable. And over time, yeah, we fell in love. We graduated high school and then spent time over here. You heard at college and then- I was here every day. Yeah, he I was care. here. <laughs> he was here. My family <laughs> fell in love with him. He would spend time with them. So it was beyond just me. He was spending time with um, my brother and other family members. Yeah. I saw my family, extended family, like trusting him with their kids. Can you watch no, them? No, like it was on, just things on. that were- They left me with five- Yeah, they four, did. It was four or five kids children, one night. Yeah. And I had none. And they went around the corner to Kroger's in Virginia. You know, around the corner in Virginia, about 15 miles there. That's like going to New Britain. They ain't around the corner. You know, we're in a small state. And you just say stuff like that. But yeah, no. So over time, like I said, the love yeah. just grew. And it was, um, yeah, love, what is love to you? So yeah. yeah, love to me, I would say, is that you start seeing that person willing to, um, not necessarily compromise, but they're willing to go that extra mile. They're, sh they're showing that they, they love themselves, which they should first, and now they're spreading that love over to you. I remember when we got married, um, in the ceremony, it was also, he had said it. He had said, um, I love myself, so I would also love you the same way I love myself. He, he would take care of me the same way he would himself. Um, and if you, just like we talked about, if you're a whole person and you love yourself and you're bringing that, you're gonna bring that and you're gonna carry that on over to that person. So yeah, over time we fell in love and it's like I said, it's still growing. Every day is still growing, still learning new things, still experiencing new things with him. And the 30 year old Gary is not the 17 year old Gary. So over I'm time, sure certain things have changed. Um, certain things have changed physically, certain things have changed emotionally. Just things have changed over time. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my goodness. Look, I'm gonna steal this back now because Brittany. <laughs> No, no, no! I'm a big up Pastor Gary. Pastor Gary, he is working on himself. He's doing some great things, so I'm happy. But, um, but yeah, things are getting, things are just getting better. So I'm happy about things are getting better. God is blessing us. Like how she cleaning it up? I'll leave it like I'll leave it like that. I'll leave it like that. I still love you. I still love you. I know, I know. But yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say this, you know. You're in, you know you're in love when like your grandfather and them be like, yo, your nose wide open, bro. You need to come back home and stuff. But no, I mean, um, not on a serious note, I think you're in love when you want to do more for them than you're looking to get out of it for yourself. Yeah, because like love, do love does. Love isn't like something that just keeps taking. Love is a giving thing. So when you feel like you're in love, it makes you want to do more for them and not necessarily just get for yourself. If a person tells you like, I love, you can always tell they're not, they're, their love is super immature. Um, when, when somebody loves you for real, it's because you make them want to be something, Amen. right? You know, they, they, they change the way, like, man, I want to just, you know, provide everything for her. 
that's when you kind of know you, you're stepping into the love realm. Like, not like, oh, I love her because she, you know, she always let me watch the sports when I'm, you know, <laughs> ah, that's cool, but that's selfish. You know what I mean? So, like, I love her because she makes me want to be a better person. Those are some of the things you start to see when you're really in love. Um, what is love? What, what, is, uh, what is love to you, to me? Love, love is self, selflessness. You know, um, love is like, you know, I'm going out of my way to make sure that it's better for you. I mean, that's love. Love is what it does. Um, there was one question that came, can love come from an abusive person? Um, I would say yes. Like a broken clock is uh, right two times a day. You know, but that doesn't mean it's right all the time. So abusive person can be loving when they choose to be. Um, a lot of times it's manipulative, so you got to be careful if it really is love. And some, some people are nice to you on the first and the 15th, you know, when you get your check. You know, I'm just keeping it a buck. You know, there's some people that are only nice to you because you got money. And that's not love, right? Um, so if, 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 if the love is, feels like it's tainted with abuse, I, I wouldn't say it's love. We read the scripture tonight that love is kind. And, you know, like, but it never is love, Nate, that is. Yeah, so I would say you probably know, like, not real love. Yeah. If I can add to yeah, that, go um, <clears throat> I know a lot of times people are in uh, unhappy relationships, but they know the person, quote, unquote, loves them. Um, I feel like love can come in levels. Somebody can love you with the best of their ability. It still can't, it still might not be good enough for you, and that's perfectly okay to walk away from that. Like um, right. how the, the lovely couple mentioned how um, Gary when he was 17 is not the same Gary when he was 30. I believe Gary's capacity to love his wife increased as he got old. Probably wouldn't accept 17-year-old Gary's love, but 30-year-old um, Gary's love is able to reach that capacity. Him at 17 and him at 30, they both loved her, but one just got better and better and um, was worth her value. Be invited back. So this is one. How do you know who to marry? How do you know you're ready to marry somebody else? That's uh, right there. Um, shoot. Um, for some of y'all, let me talk. Let me. Can I? Can I come to my older saints first? And then we'll come down to the younger saints. Yeah, all right. Older, not old. <laughs> um. If you, you know, if you like where we at, 30s, you know, bless Jesus, um, at some point the brother got to, you know, take the poop or get off the pot. You know what I'm saying? Like, word. Like, don't be out here, out here for their feelings and such. You know, like, if you, if you older, I feel like, you know, you should know a little quicker. I mean, I'm just being real. I feel like, if you, you know, you're 27, 28, 29, 30, nobody's trying to date you for five years to figure out if they want to get married. Like, just facts. Like, we, we're done with that. Um... You, you need to know what you feel about me after like two, maybe two. <laughs> like two years. That, that, that might be the limit for me. At 30, like if we was just dating now, like Brittany, we, we ought to know because I got feelings and such. Um, and uh, you know what I'm saying? Like about two years, well, you know, 32, we about to figure this out. We're going to have to find somebody else because, you know, hello. Um, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, he will keep you now. Um, but don't wait all night, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so, you know, you got natural feelings, and at that, at that time and age, you should have figured out some things about yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when I turned 30, I was like, I'm 30. I should have some things filled out, you know, figured out. Um, so, but if you're younger, like when me and Brittany started dating, we were like, I think, I think 17. Then I had messed up. I didn't mess up nothing bad. I just we had stopped dating. Then she crossed me off her birthday list for 18. I didn't make that. But then by January, I was back. 
You know what I mean? I was back in, back in, back in graces. And, um, <laughs> and, and so we dated until I think until she graduated from college. That made sense for us because we knew that we wanted to be together, but it just didn't make sense. Like, I don't think we were getting ready to do like marriage dorms. You know, like we weren't ready for that. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they even have married, ho- married housing here, but, but um, some colleges they do for people who get married. Um, but we weren't, we weren't there yet, so we waited. When, when I graduated, when, when she graduated, I think, I proposed. Uh, uh, I was ready. I went in there, got that ring, did, my, did my, my G thing, you know what I mean? Got in there, got on that one knee, you know. We said the warrior pros, you know what I mean? And got in there, <laughs> and I was scared as all get out, and I got right in because I was ready. Um, I knew because, you know, like she had everything that I, I wanted, and it was just a matter of time at that point. So the things that, like she was saying, the things we prayed for, started seeing them things. If she had some red flags, I'd have been like, look, we, we can't do this. But, you know, we were dating for five years. We were ready. You know, we knew we were dating that long because we were waiting to get married. So, yeah. Um, how do you know you're ready? Yeah, and, and I, don't, I think, you, you, I don't think you're really ever ready. Does that make sense? Because, like, marriage is something you grow up into, into not something you, 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 like, get ready for. Does that make sense to anybody? Like, mar- you don't know what it's like to be married until you get married. <laughs> like you can speculate, but you don't have you don't have a clue what it's like to be married to a person to be married to a person. So marriage is a, a commitment that you grow into, not to, 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 not to. Science is that love is nothing but an oxytocin produced in our brain. What are you all on that? I'm not a chem major, chem major, but I will say to that one that just because it's chemical doesn't mean it's not emotional. You know, um, our brain, brain. Because we're, because we're beings also, you know. Um, just because because ocean comes when you feel love doesn't mean that it's not real love. I think sometimes when we explore science, we say, oh, because science can't explain it, doesn't mean that it, it, it takes away the, the real the reality of what the thing is. Make sure, yes? Yeah. Facts. Sure. Yeah, affirmations are powerful. You say it long enough, you'll believe your lie. It's it's real, you know. Um, anything else? Huh? Thank yeah. Thank you for for filling in on that. Um, how do you know you're ready to date someone? Is there a right time to date? Um, again, I think we kind of covered some of that, but I feel like you're ready to date when 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 you understand what you're dating for. I think that that's that's massive. If you got a plan and a purpose and a, and a idea behind it, then you can be ready. And until you get that, do them a favor and yourself a favor and just stay single, right? Like, but then when you figure out where you're going and what you got plans for and what you want to do, and those plans align, then maybe you can date. Um, if you know you still got like a lot of baggage, that internal stuff that you haven't worked out because maybe you were in a, a previous bad relationship, work that out. And also be super upfront with the next person, because like don't nobody like, you know, making up for that person. So like you know, make sure you good, you straight. Make sure that you your head is clear, you know that all of the you know the things that you feel like are isms and schisms are worked out. 
um, in, in, in your marriage. I mean, sorry, in your relationship, in your own life. Yeah. Could I ask a follow-up yeah, question? Yeah, for sure. When you say planned and purpose, what exactly do you mean? It, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it probably seems kind of daunting because I, I know like most um, men and women don't have each and every step in their life marked sure. down. So when you say planned and purpose, it's kind of like, okay, how deep does it have to be? How specific does it have to be? Do I need a five-year plan? Sure. Do I need a 10-year plan? What, what does I it like look that. like? Thank you. Um, so I'll say like, so you get, you get purpose and destiny and waves and, and, and waves, you know, but I think that when we first start out, if we're in tune with God, we have some type of direction. That's what I just believe that like when Brittany came to me and, you know, well, more like when I came to her, um, but as we started our relationship, I let her know I'm going to preach. I, I know that's where I'm at right now. I feel that call. I'm very sure about that. So it's going to look like that. You hear or you not, because that, this is happening. And that, that's the, that was my non-negotiable because I knew I was doing that. I felt the call of God. I was already moving in that capacity. Um, pastoring was something that we both was like, okay. And she was like, I didn't know I was signing up for that. But that was also like, I can't really turn that part down either. So, you know, there was like different, but it was nice that when she met me, she, she had an idea, okay, he's going to be clergy. So like, there's a, there's a path, like we're going to be at church. He's going to be studying. Like, she knew some things about where we were going. Even if, the, even if the, the whole plan wasn't revealed, at least there was like segments of it, right? So like at least have some general direction. Like, you know, like you're in college now. Hey, I intend to get a job after this. You know, like I intend to maybe use this degree in some way. I'm not sure what that is, but, and, and then it may take some time if you don't know that kind of stuff before you, before you go involve somebody else. Because it's really unfair for us as men and women to drag people along and we have no clue where we're going. Like, that's super unfair to people. So that would be my thing, like, maybe career, maybe calling, spiritual gifts, stuff like that. Thank you. That was, Thank that you. was helpful, wasn't it? I would say. Um, the ne- probably one of our, I don't think I missed too many questions. I just, I want to make sure that I get them all. Um, what is the role of a man in a, in a godly relationship? In 2019, Jesus. Um, um, I think it's the same as always been. You know, to be a to be a leader, um, to be a covering to your family, to be modeling what Christ is like in your home. Uh, I would say I wouldn't even say I would I wouldn't say in 2019 that you provide every dime in the house. But I would say that you're definitely contributing an, an accurate, uh, a healthy amount. Because um, sometimes, you know, women just make more than you. That happens. Like, she just might have a dope job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm about to be, like, if she was a pediatrician, I would be like, all right, I got to make $200,000 so that I, she don't make more than me. You know what I mean? It's not that deep. But I want to make sure that if I'm in this relationship with her, that she's not carrying me in a sense and I'm not contributing to what we're, what we're doing. Um, also, like, watering your wife, that's huge. Like, um, it's some days where Brittany, you know, just sun me and be like, you know, you preach at church, but I ain't getting in that home. And I'm like, dang, all right, hold on, let me get my word, you know, and, uh, <laughs> um, and let's see what we can talk about. Because that's my first priority is to talk about, you know, and, and water her. So that's a major, that's a major point for a godly, a godly man is to be watering your wife um, with the word. Um, it's also being a primary spiritual leader in your home if you end up having kids. That's not your wife's job. That's your job. Um, so I put it like this: the man is the senior partner in the relationship, but the wife is is an equal in the relationship. Does that make sense? So sometimes you have detectives, and one detective has seniority over the other one. 
but it doesn't mean the other person's voice is irrelevant. They're both detectives, right? Um, and so, so God has put the man at the head. And so what that means a lot of times is that you're responsible even if it's not your fault. So like if a man breaks a window, Brittany not fixing it. It's going to be me. Or building maintenance. Amen. Um, but, you know, um, <laughs> I don't fix windows. But, you know, like it, it, there, is, there is this level of you're in charge. It doesn't mean that you're a dictator. It just means that you're responsible. Yeah. Because sometimes we take leadership and make it like a tyrant. And, 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 and so the home is really supposed to be loving. Like a woman should be able to be, lo- be able to lovingly submit to her husband because she knows that he's going to love her like Christ loves the church, which means that he would die for her to protect her. Like who wouldn't submit to that? Like, oh, okay, anywhere you lead me, you have to die first? Cool, let's go. <laughs> you know, like if, if, no, if no one is going to eat, if there's the shortage of food, oh, you're not going to eat. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Because he's taking that high road. And, 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 and in respect of that love and covering, she submits to him and gets underneath what that plan is. Um, so that, that would be my, my, my thing. I, I don't, yeah, go for it, brother. If I could add something, because you said the, the word submission, I know that's kind of a, um, sometimes a hot button for some people. But um, <clears throat> a lot of times I've met like many, many like headstrong, powerful women who actually don't mind submitting uh, because I believe a lot of times people don't want to submit because the person they're quote unquote supposed to submit to isn't equipped. Ooh. Like if 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 the man of the house is equipped, he knows he, what, what he's supposed to be, knows what he's supposed to do, and he's good at it. It doesn't matter how powerful this woman is; she's willing to give him to give him that because she has somebody she can trust in. She has less stuff to worry about. And um, I think um, I, I, <laughs> and that. <laughs> I mean, submission isn't a weakness. No, not at all. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Submission yeah. is not a, a weakness at all, at all. When you guys have that understanding and are equipped, it's it's a strength and it, it creates a perfect balance and it increases in trust. If you're not willing to submit to this person, you probably don't trust them. And if you don't trust them, you probably shouldn't be with them. Yeah. And, and, and let me say to you too, if you if you know if you got a man and you don't trust him, you ultimately don't trust God. Facts. Because if you if you if you believe that God sent that person to you and you're undermining their leadership that God said this is your head, then it's, you know, and I know it sounds self-serving from dudes, but it's just, you know, you got to remember that on the other side that we have this huge responsibility to be like Jesus. That's hard, right? And so it's also hard on the other flip side to be, have a quiet and enduring spirit. That's hard because sometimes you want to tell somebody off. So that, I know that's, that's not easy. But, but for women, when, you, when we talk about submitting, you can still lead up though. You know, like you can still, I tell, uh, I tell a lot of women, you know, what I would do if my husband's not being what I thought he would be? Pray for him. Your prayers are powerful. That brother start acting right. You know, pray for him. Lead up. Maybe make some suggestions. You know, babe, it would be nice if we went out on a date tonight. If you, you know what I mean? Like just throw some, because we don't got ESP. We just don't. We just don't. <laughs> sometimes we need help. You know, facts. I know y'all ain't got no amens in here, but we, we need help sometimes. Help us. You know, if you want to see a, if you want a massage, tell us. We'll go, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, communicate, right? If you got needs, you know, we'll, we don't mind meeting them. Just, just let us know. Um, I think, I think uh, we've answered most of them. I do want to answer one more, and, and we're going to call it a night, because um, we are over our time, but ain't nobody coming in after us, in Jesus' name. But if you stay to help tear down, God will bless you. He will. Um, what, <laughs> what's the difference between... Loving someone and being in love with them. I'm going to just say you can love anybody. Right? You're supposed to love everybody. 
Um, and then there's some people that you can love, but you're not ready for no relational love with them, you know. So, and, and then being in love is like, again, like we said earlier, you want to, you know, give your, you know, give of yourself to them to see them grow and be better, and that's, that's in love, versus like, I just love you and care about your well-being. You should feel like that way for a lot of people, okay? Um, if you have any more questions, you can always go to the church website. There is a link to ask Pastor Gary a question, and if you put it in there, I won't ask, answer in a day, but maybe like three days, and I'll email you back, all right? Any, any, everybody good? Thank you for staying, you know, and thank you for asking questions tonight. Um, and, 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 and it's like, is it wrong to date multiple people? I just want, just want to hit this one real quick. <laughs> I just seen it. Is it wrong to date multiple uh, people at once and they're like going out on dates? Um, if you ain't committed to nobody, that's you and a business. Um, you got but, money. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> for a guy, I'm not dating multiple people at a time because I got to pay for that. But uh, if, a, <laughs> if a woman is saying, hey, you, can, you feel y'all can take me on a date because I ain't in no relationship feeling like, hey, you cheating on me. Or, you know, be very upfront. Like, hey, this, we don't date. We, don't, we just going out. I, I think if they don't know about each other, it still might be shady, but, you know, you're not violating the scriptures. You know, but just be careful with that. Love y'all. Let's pray.